Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. trouble scott farrell is calling the shots from the sideline we're gonna make fun of people we're gonna hurt people's feelings it's farrell on the bench i believe in whipped cream with everything the draft is thursday and everybody's mock drafts are driving me crazy everybody thinks they know who's gonna go where everybody thinks they know what teams are gonna do every time they make a selection these uh, mocks that they do for a month and a half two months prior to the draft are actually ridiculous when is the last time you saw any of them even remotely close to picking what happens in the draft they don't it's just chaos we do know that uh the panthers are going to select bryce young it looks like as the top pick overall the quarterback from alabama i still believe uh, C.J. Stroud's going to go to the Texans, number two. How do you pass that up? They have Davis Mills and Case Keenum as their quarterbacks. You got to be kidding me, like right? Like you're going to go with that? That's what you're going to do? Then you're just going to keep losing. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is the coach now, and that's what he wants to coach. Those two crappy quarterbacks. I don't care what anybody says. And then I'm hearing stuff like. The Cardinals are going to draft this Devon Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. I don't believe that either. The Colts would take Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, fourth. I've heard the Seahawks might take uh, this guy, Richardson, out of Florida, the quarterback, Anthony Richardson. There's also uh, a belief that they would take Jalen Carter, the trouble defensive tackle from Georgia. They're comfortable uh, bringing him in, knowing that he was drag racing and uh, his teammate died and another woman in a car crash, and he was involved in racing him on the streets. He is not charged with any crimes uh, involved in their deaths. Uh, but now he's going to get drafted. You know he's going to go in the top ten. I still believe that. That would mean the Lions might get their hands on Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama. I still would take him if I were Arizona at number three. You got to be kidding. Christian Gonzalez, the great cornerback from Oregon, would go to the Raiders at seven. They need corners badly, uh, especially when they're in a division with the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos all lighting it up. The guy had four interceptions and 11 passes defended last season. The Falcons, would they take the risk? Would they take the chance and go for B. John Robinson, the great running back from Texas? Everybody knows. Don't draft running backs in the first round. Sometimes it might work, though. Saquon Barkley, it worked, right? And he's turned into a star. Why not Bijan Robinson? The Bears, could they get their hands on Skaronsky, 
Uh, the kid from the offensive line of Northwestern played in Chicago in college. GM Ryan Poles. Uh, they might go after him. The unanimous All-American tackle. Uh, he could go right into the starting lineup immediately. Would the Eagles, in a deal from the Saints, they get the 10th pick, would they go after Joey Porter from Penn State? I know the Steelers want him at 17. Will he last that long is the question. Anton Harrison, an offensive tackle from Oklahoma, he's going to go somewhere in there. The Titans might take him at 11. Texans have another pick here. How about this highly... Sought after late surging Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. He came out of nowhere to shoot up the boards in the last week. The Jets would be 13th. How about Paris Johnson from Ohio State, the monster offensive tackle? Uh, they're going to have to bring in somebody to protect Aaron Rodgers when they get him in a trade on Thursday. That's what I think is going to happen. I think the first night of the draft, you'll finally see the Jets and Packers complete their trade and get Rodgers in the gangrene and playing for the Jets in Florham and in New York. The Pats would go after Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia. He's a badass. Then the Packers, would they go get Jackson Smith and Jigba, the great receiver from Ohio State? The Commanders are 16th. They need help up front. How about Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee? That would leave the Steelers if they can't get Joey Porter. They're going to go after Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland. The Lions, maybe they go after Quentin Johnston. I think Johnston's the best receiver in the draft ahead of Njigba for me. I love his size. The guy's a monster. Gets up in the air. Had an incredible season. Took TCU to the championship game where they lost. But this guy's an absolute freak. So, would Anthony Richardson fall all the way to the Buccaneers at 19? I don't think so. If... The Seahawks don't get their hands on him at five. And if they don't take Jalen Carter, would they take Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee, if they can't get their hands on Richardson? And if they don't do the uh, Jalen Carter pick, uh, would they get a quarterback later like Hendon Hooker? The guy was great until he got injured. The Chargers need corners. How about Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State? The Ravens need help up front. Obviously, they got to figure out their quarterback situation with Lamar Jackson. They've been unable to get that deal done. Would the GM Eric DaCosta go offensive line here uh, or corner wide receiver? We'll see. The Vikings, they need corners. How about Cam Smith out of South Carolina? He's a badass. Jags at 24, an edge rusher like Miles Murphy from Clemson. The Giants have to protect their quarterback, Danny Dimes, with his $160 million extension. What about getting a center like John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota? He's a monster. Everybody keeps hearing that the Cowboys are going to draft Michael Mayer, the great tight end from Notre Dame, or Utah's Dalton Kincaid, either or. They need somebody that can help stretch that field and get some passes underneath for Dak. The Bills would be 27th. How about D-tackle Brian Breesey out of Clemson? The Bengals need help up front. 
There's talk of Osiris Torrance, the big fella from Florida. The Saints in a deal from the Niners through the Dolphins. How about wide receiver Zay Flowers? You can't pass up that kind of talent. If he's on the board, they'll take the receiver out of Boston College. The Eagles at 30. Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher from Iowa, 6'5", 272. And would the Chiefs go after the great receiver Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC via Pitt? That would make the first round absolutely scintillating, wouldn't it? What a game last night in Lipstick City in that series between the L.A. Kings and the Edmonton Oilers. Zach Hyman scored ten and a half minutes into overtime as the Oilers rally from three goals down to stun the Kings five to four, the season-saving win for the Edmonton Oilers. Hyman snapper from the left circle. His first goal of the playoffs ended a crazy game and even the series at two games apiece. Hyman said it was a great breakout pass. I was looking for a pass and it turned into a great A scoring chance. I was able to get it up and over and that was the game. It was probably the most important goal of my career. Leon Dreisaitl had two goals and a helper for the Oilers. Evan Bouchard posted a goal to assist. Evander Kane forced the overtime with his third period goal. Connor McJesus had three helpers. Dreisaitl said, I think all playoff games are big tests, but this one was massive for us. I thought we responded well. It's not an easy team to come back against. We came back in waves in the second period and put ourselves back into it. Edmonton's Jack Campbell, who came in when Skinner was pulled. Skinner gave up three first-period goals. Campbell made 27 saves against his former team. Their coach, Jay Woodcroft, said, I've constantly touted that we have good goaltending. We have belief in both of our goalies. That's not assigning any blame on Stewart for how the first period went. But I felt that our team needed a change in momentum. Give us a different kind of look. The only debate I had was when I was going to do it. Skinner's the rookie. He took over for Campbell in the regular season. He was off, and he got lit up, and Campbell came in and did it. Campbell said, you want to dig deep and get the job done. Everybody in the room did that. It feels good to win tonight and move on. Victor Arvidsson had a goal and an assist for the Kings. Kevin Fiala had two assists in his first game since April 1st. Velarde, Kopitar, Roy also scored for the Kings. Corpusalo stopped 35 shots. And Dano had two assists to go with it as well. Kopitar said, we can be frustrated, but tomorrow's a new day. We've got to get ready for game five. The first period was really good. Second period was not good. There's no secret to that. We'll have to correct that going forward. Game five is going to be tomorrow night in Edmonton. L.A. led it 3 nothing, but the Oilers took control in the second period, and they had a pair of power play goals, eventually tying it at three. Todd McClellan, the Kings coach, said, we gave up the lead in the second period, and we lost it in overtime. The start for us was tremendous. It was something we haven't had in the series. It's been strange, this series. The team that gets in the lead kind of takes their foot off the gas. 
Fiala got in it two assists in the first period. Velarde put in a rebound at 925 to open the scoring. And Fiala also had an assist on Kovatar's power play goal with a minute 49 left in the period as the Kings scored twice in like 80 seconds to extend their lead to three zip. Bouchard began the comeback almost like five minutes into the second period with a slap shot. Then Dreisaitl had a pair of goals. His second tied it with 10 seconds left in the period. Roy had a backhander at 428 the third that gave the Kings the lead. Kane tied it with 302 left. Then Hyman won it. Can't wait for game five tomorrow night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.